0: Racers and Rental Cars Podcast with your host, Top Fuel Cam, got, Cameron Ferret, and his co host, Mr. Hard. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. Keep on till they can ignore you. Put it up for the Hello, Don. What's up, Cam? Oh, just hanging out, living the dream, as always trying to figure out how to make a dollar or rub two quarters together to make a million dollars.
1: I always try to say that I'm trying to rub two wood nickels together to make a dollar. And that if I can figure it out, I'm going to cornerstone the market and me and home Depot are going to be in business.
0: There you go. <laughs> be, you so sure? you're telling me there's then there'll be a home Depot pro mod one day.
1: Hey, you never know. Or a monster truck. Maybe I can get a monster truck job.
0: There you go. There
1: you go. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that the older I get, probably the less likely that anybody's going to let me drive Pro Mod or I'm going to be worth a lot. So I'm thinking that a monster truck is probably in my future, you know, another five to ten years. Because, I mean, how, I mean shit, how old do you have to be to be able to crush shit? That's all I'm saying.
0: Dude, I think the Gravedigger guy, was it Denner Sanderson? I think that guy's like 100, and he's still kicking.
1: For sure. I mean, and I saw today that— I think every one of his ma-
0: kids does it, too, which is pretty rad.
1: Oh, they must think that it's in the bloodstream. I'm
0: just saying. Hell yeah. Whatever works. So. If you get to crush shit for a living, I'm a fan. Yeah.
1: yeah. Hey, I want you to stomp on the gas, run at that dirt right there, and jump up in the air and land on those vehicles. Well, well
0: Are like, you for real? Well, here's the question. What would your monster truck name be? Crushing it, Don. Don the Destroyer? <laughs> no because
1: they got that one girl. what they got they made an announcement today they got an old girl that drove that uh toco or loco toco
0: or those um, locos how, or something
1: yeah yeah, yeah. Loco, that truck yeah. with the horns that she oh, yeah. was the horn so now she's going to be driving the soldier of fortune Ooh. and so they got her they got her in an acu fire suit military style fire suit so i'm thinking <laughs> well that's kind of cool I mean you, you know, the army's out on Schumacher, so maybe I can be the Sarge and go over and and you know, drive a monster truck. They call me the Sarge. How
0: about special ops Don?
1: Special ops Don. Yeah. The the special ops in my operation is figuring out how to get the monster truck to the Taco Bell drive thru. <laughs> <laughs>
0: on on a real front, what do we want to talk about today?
1: We want to, we need to talk about how hard of a struggle it was to actually do this freaking podcast today.
0: Yeah, no kidding. There's a lot of technical difficulties in the world, and let me tell you, as as technologically advanced as uh, myself, Don, and the rest of the world are, there's still some glitches every now and again.
1: Man, I am here to tell you, I've gotten more gray hair today just for us trying to be able to do a 30-minute podcast. So if if anybody out there is listening and feels our pain, please nod your head while you're driving at this moment and uh, enjoy it with us.
0: There you go. Well, so I was thinking about what we could talk about today and you know, with it being the off season and everything, like towards the end of the year I this subject gets brought up at least a couple times a year on Facebook and wherever the hell else you guys find your drama uh within the racing world. <laughs> but I wanted to talk about motorsport safety and or driver safety when it comes to just driving in general and like what all these people think that it's not cool to wear your seat belts or it's not cool to wear your Hans device or whatever it may be it's not cool to wear your fire pants because oh it's so hot but imagine how hot it's going to be if you had shorts on and you caught on fire just saying
1: I, I mean it's a valid deal I mean and you're absolutely right everybody gets so bent out of shape about it but I think that the so it's like the fuel on the fire, no pun intended. <laughs> but but you know you got the guys that are like they value their lives, they value the their competitors that are with them. They don't want to you know they're we compete in extreme sport whether it's drag racing or motocross or what. I mean they all got y'all got to wear a helmet and every I mean even motocross wears uh, a suit you know to be able to protect themselves. I mean, everybody's wearing one, but the people those guys. They get upset because the guys who want to take you know, we'll just say, let's say that they don't follow the rules there. So they put their own lives in risk. So then these this faction of the group gets all been out of shape because this group over here is like, hey, forget you. I'm not wearing it. I don't, don't worry about me. You worry about you. And that's all fine and dandy until you're out there slipping and sliding and wrecking. And Hitting
0: who knows, maybe I, have the stuff on.
1: Right. And, you know, and then ultimately in the end. Let's think about the liability aspect of it. So now you're a knucklehead. You don't wear fire suit pants. You catch on fire. Then you want to sue the insurance company because you're an idiot. And then we're all suffering because we don't have a place to race or, or promoters that are willing to take the risk to put on a race because the insurance sky. Ah! Well,
0: yeah, think about it. You, I mean, let's, let's take something else as an example. So maybe people would understand a little more. You have, Car insurance, right? I mean, at least most Americans have car insurance. <laughs> Supposed to? <laughs> yeah. So let's just assume that you had car insurance and uh, you thought it would be a good idea to just get rear-ended or hit somebody or whatever, right? I don't care. what what. Regardless of however you got the claim, you put in a claim within your insurance company and oh, boom, all of a sudden, look at that. They just recouped all the money in the next year. Because your insurance has skyrocketed and all that, because they had to fix your car. Now, let's apply that to <laughs> drag racing, road racing, circle track, whatever racing form that you do and decide not to wear any of your stuff. You get extremely hurt. You sue the track or the insurance company or whatever the hell. Oh, what do you know? That's a claim? So then the next year rolls around and you got all your insurance money and you got this nice new bitching car or whatever <laughs> that you wouldn't spend all your money on and you want to go race it. But there's nowhere to race because that insurance claim is now caused the promoter's insurance to be so skyrocketed high that they can't afford to put on a race. Just saying.
1: It's true. I, You know, we all... We all want to do things in the name of safety, right? We all got, you know, we put ISP pads, Hans devices, hybrids, uh, you know, 15-layer fire suits. Uh, you know, we talk about being comfortable in the car. People say, oh, I'm so hot. I mean, you know, we, our organization, we went as far as we all have cool shirts, which is a great product. You know, you wear it underneath the fire suit, you get in the car, it's pumping cold water all the way through your body. Why you're sitting there? Why everybody else is sweating to death, and they're like, like why they don't want to wear something? You know, okay, I get it. I, I I can see both sides. Doesn't mean I agree with you because hey, I know what I value my life at and what I'm willing to go through to protect myself, but also to be competitive and still protect the guy that's beside me in the other lane. In my case, in drag racing, but right. t- let's take let's take NASCAR. Every remember. When everybody was like, oh, this is cutting edge technology, we're going to have the safer barriers. Do you think that that was just to look out for the drivers or do you think there were behind closed doors? Guys, we're getting a lot of insurance claims from drivers that are smacking the wall at 200 miles an hour that we need to kind of come up with something. Mm-hmm. Well, here you well here you go. You got safer barriers now. Now the injuries are going down. Now th- th- the most you ever really hear anybody coming out of NASCAR with injury wise is a concussion.
0: Yeah, because they're properly wearing their stuff too. They're wearing their Hans device. They're wearing their gloves and fire suits and whatever else. You know, I mean, l- like you said, uh, it, preach their own. You know, I wear everything that I possibly can because I value my life. You know, I wear my Hans device in my Super Comp car as well. I, I can still turn my head. I can still wheel race. I you know, that usually when I lose it's not because of my Hans device, I can promise you that. <laughs> so hadn't
1: had nothing to do with the car or the safety equipment that I was using. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's the knucklehead behind the wheel. But uh, you know, it it's one of those things, like I I'm so torn on it too, because it's like, you know, I have a friend that he always, like, he doesn't wear a seatbelt when he drives his streetcar, and I think he's an idiot for it, and he's always said that, and he's always said since high school, should be a choice, not a law, right? Okay, that's your opinion, but when you get pitched out of your car and you get thrown four houses down because you just decided not to wear it because it was uncomfortable, now we're here, you know, It's so, I mean, everybody's going to have their own opinion. There's an ask for every seat, and that's totally cool. But if it potentially is going to endanger me, that's where I kind of start thinking, well, maybe we should look into this a little bit more, you know? uh, And so I bring this up because... So, most people go to, you know, okay, let's talk NHRA or some major sanctioning body like, okay, like, or Vegas, you race in the NASCAR Bullring or the Winston West or whatever they call now, pro K and N Pro Series or right. monster trucks, whatever. Like, it's a full-on sanctioned thing. It's a quote-unquote professional organization, blah, blah, blah. Generally, they look and see hey you know you have to have this you got to wear this blah 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 and oh concept they have all the safety equipment they have to put you out if you're on fire ricky bobby or to they have the jaws of life to cut you out of the side of the car if need be etc they they're set up for this such occurrence if it's going to happen now which is cool so most people let's just say 99.9% of the people do what you're supposed to do within a NASCAR or uh NASCAR or NHRA sanctioned event. So let's talk Saturday night bracket race or big money bracket race at an outlaw track or a Saturday night roundy round dirt track, dirt track. Well, you know, yeah, whatever. I was trying to think of other examples, sprint car, whatever. So, those are the places that you see a lot of times that people are kind of lackadaisical when it comes to safety equipment. Cool, I understand. Oh, it's hot, it's in the summer, blah, blah, blah. So, breach their own, wear your own shit, or wear whatever you want. Then you get in a wreck. You barrel roll your car nine times, and you're on fire out in the in the toolies on the other side of the K-rail. <laughs> now, you need somebody to come put you out, Ricky Bobby. Well, usually eight, nine out of ten times, you're at some outlaw track, which you know there there's a lower budgeted deal. So all they're gonna have is a a teeny bopper kid in a EMT van that you know is maybe only trained to give you some stitches or an IV or something. But you're like full on hurt. So who who's gonna a put you out if you're on fire? B cut you out if you've are so mangled in the side of the car that you can't get out. Or C, you're incapacitated and you need some serious help. Those are the those are the situations that I'm more talking about than that worry me versus other things. Like when you're at you know, what do they say you're most likely to get in a car accident two blocks from your house or what like it's just there you go, your Saturday night bracket race, your Saturday night roundy round, whatever. Like that's usually where you get hurt, not racing pro mod or top fuel or nascar or whatever like so that's when i start to kind of get a little come on guys because you're affecting oh, yeah. other people
1: yeah for sure people don't they uh, it's frustrating because i mean i get it i i do i can understand but I, it doesn't mean i have to agree with you and try to be you know, supportive on on your soapbox from from that point of view, to, you know, to try to support your point of view. I look at it from the standpoint that we compete in an extreme sport. Anything can happen. Everything on our vehicles are made mechanically or engineered nine times out of ten by people. Mm-hmm. Things break. Forging processes, hardware, wheel studs. I, I mean, rods come out the sides of blocks. I, I mean, I just. You know, going, dirt track and everything else, tires get cut down. They dig in the dirt, you start rolling. And when you start rolling, things be flopping and things be banging. And <laughs> well, you people don't even hurt. realize
0: just like, you know, we're we're just talking. I mean, all we've talked about really so far is is the driver, right? What about the crew? What about the people standing around? Like, what about just being a spectator and going, going to an event and being worried about shit flying into the stands? Or, you know, one thing, I don't know if you saw this happen earlier in the year, but. There was a, you know, the cackle, this cackle fest phenomenon that all these people, they restore these cars from 1960 and fire them up and they run on nitromethane and they just whack the shit out of the throttle until it runs out of gas. Cool, right? Well, historic, historic with a historic vehicle becomes comes most of the time. All the parts are historic. So, you know, those things blow up all the time and you know, I've been around them. I have a lot of family friends that have them and stuff because they've been involved in the sport and which they're, they're cool. They're great. But you get a bunch of people standing around a nitro engine and the thing kicks a rod out of it and it flies or throws a blower off of it or whatever and catches a spectator on fire or whatever. Like, dude, it's, that's a bad deal. Like, and you're not even in the, you're like, you're not even racing the car. So, I mean, when we talk motorsport safety, like there's a lot of things you need to think about. Just. Going to the event, hanging out with your buddies. I mean, just anything. Like, it's just being, I guess, aware of your surroundings. Like, I feel like every podcast we talk about something and it all comes back to like shit that you should have learned when you were in third grade. Like, look both ways. Yeah. Look both ways when you cross the street. Be nice to others. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Like, it's just, it's like, but like, fuck, people. Like, like, this is true. Like, Oh, it just sometimes it gets frustrating, but oh. I mean, like we as company people, we you know at Race Pack, like we even came out with products to help crew people without to from getting ran over. Like we came out with like a lot of the crew people, like in drag racing, they they look in the car, they want to see the dash, like what's the temperature, whatever, blah blah blah. Well, the thing's in gear, and you get mowed over because they didn't. Oh, I didn't realize they were standing behind you. Like it's a dragster; the tires stick out the back. So we developed a. A mobile dash app that you can download on your phone the bluetooth streams over to your phone to where you can stand two three feet away and not get mowed over by the car when he's rolling in to do his burnout or whatever like we even come out with products like that and i mean it's, yeah it's cheap insurance but you know some people say well why the hell do you need that well these are the reasons <laughs> it's yeah it's a oh, novelty but it's also a safety device too
1: oh and it is and Heck, I, I have one. I use it all the time. My wife, we, we use it. Heck, the silly thing we use it for, we use it for uh, setting bottle pressures in the pits. There you that's go. What, I, that's what we use it for. So we can all can continue working. And when it gets to a certain thing, the warning light goes off and we know to unplug the heater and we're all good to go. But
0: Well, yeah, if you one, would have forgotten to take off the heater, you'd think sucker could have blown up and blew through the trailer. Like, so you're just standing around. You can get hurt. Exactly. But, you know,
1: going back to the spectator thing, so I consider the crew members, right? Because in racing, a lot of times we get people involved with our teams and in the sport that, you know, maybe they haven't been around it their whole life. Their intention was to
0: just come there and drink beer and and sit on the door opening of your trailer. So then every time you go and walk into your trailer, (laughs) you have to say, excuse me. (laughs) I'm
1: working here. Uh, but you know so we have all these devices now collector tethers putting tethers on our exhaust systems to keep the collector attached to the header so that if the welds or the bolts fall out it don't take off get shot back go through a rear tire and get spit into somebody's shin standing on the starting line or even worse you know cause a car to go out of control roll into a wall you know you can start playing all the what ifs what ifs but i'm i'm going to go off on something my wife and I, we, we talk about it all the time. Uh, cause you know, we're just really like a two person crew deal. So I depend on her to be out in front of the car. She reads the starting line. She finds the groove on the spot. She does the tire temper, track temp and stuff. And I'm always telling her like, and I still do. And I probably shouldn't cause she knows, but I always tell her, I'm especially if I'm in the car and I see somebody that's on the starting line that I'm like, man, that guy's a squirrel. I'll be like, I'll key up the radio and be like, "Hey, don't turn your back on him at all. Don't, don't. He's liable to put the car, hit set the trans brake and it be in reverse and back up. I've don't seen that. Don't turn your back. Yes, I'm like, don't turn your back on him. You know, and we and the other part about that is, is and you know, it's always don't turn your back. Don't turn your back. Always know where you're at. But we see people like their car will go down the racetrack. You're in the burnout box. And they, it's like they lose complete awareness of where they're at and try to step in front of you while you're doing your burnout. And it's like, are you trying to get run over? Uh, I mean, it's – And then they look at you like, so,
0: like, what the hell, man? Like, <laughs> oh, Excuse me. I was, I was instructed uh, to do a burnout. Sorry you were standing right on the freaking starting line. N-
1: newsflash. We're on the racetrack. This is not a crosswalk yeah (laughs) yeah but 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 it but it is and we gotta you have to think about your safety think about your family think about your loved ones think about the sport the negative media that comes out social media people climbing in and out of cars with like nothing on and okay yeah you're a cowboy for whatever reason all right you're way cool I'll remember that when you're freaking laying in a hospital bed because you got your skin burnt the hell out of because you were too lazy to freaking put on your fire pants, you jackwad.
0: Yeah, well, I ha- I have some that I that I've noticed at the end of the year that I thought were pretty interesting. You know, you bring up things that you see. You were talking about fire pants and stuff, but one that I've noticed lately, which I I really don't understand it. So you got the Hans device, which is. For those of you that don't know, head and neck support, it keeps your head attached to your body in in any sort of a collision. That They wear the Hans device. Most people complain that they don't wear a Hans device because it's uncomfortable, right? So, I've seen a handful of people that wear the Hans device, <laughs> but they don't hook it up. So, I don't get it you know, if it's uncomfortable, I mean, it's not the most comfortable thing in the world. I mean, let's be honest, like what, you're strapping something to your shoulders that is going to go in between you and the seatbelts. I get it. But if it's going to potentially save my life, hell yeah, I'm going to wear it. But they wear it, they don't even, they don't hook up the tethers to your helmet. Like, please explain that to me. I, I mean, you're, you got to the goal line, it's fourth and inches and you just decided to punt i don't like i don't get it
1: that is a, that's a horrible analogy for you can, West Coast you, guy. can t- you can tell that i don't
0: know shit about football so but i mean i don't know did was that even the right it doesn't penalty shot something like that oh no, jesus anyway anyway I know yeah, you're so a
1: hockey guy, you and your wife
0: yeah so i don't i don't get i don't get that and then one other thing that i don't I've seen that I don't understand. You got a guy that's spent ninety thousand dollars on a badass super comp, top dragster, whatever, and they don't make it to where that they can fit in it. To where they're either sitting on somebody's old jacket or whatever, and they're flopping around inside, and then they put these ISP pads on it, which is a great idea. But it's like when they sit in the car, it's in between their neck and their shoulder. Like, so like it has nothing to do with their head to keep it from bouncing off the roll cage. Like you're just, you're just splitting two hairs here. Like, like if you're going to have it, you might as well use it or use it properly. Or, you know, like molded seats. Like if you're flopping around in the car, that's generally not a good idea, which leads you into wearing your seatbelts properly because all the cool kids don't wear their seatbelts properly because they feel that in order to, to judge the stripe, you have to have your whole body out of the car for some strange reason that I don't understand. But you I got know,
1: that turtleneck.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't understand. I don't get it, man. <laughs> I just don't. But, you know, and then finally the last one is, you know, they've spent that $90,000 or $100,000 on that badass new race car, but they're too cheap and decided to go to the local motorcycle shop and buy themselves a $99 helmet. That if you dropped it off the side of a your roof at your house, the thing would probably split in half. I don't know. If you, have you ever seen that thing on Facebook? Some guy did a test. He took three helmets. He took one piece of shit from the motorcycle place, took like a bell and a simple, like, decent helmets uh, or whatever. And, right. And dissected them and literally like did all these tests he like put banana or like a melon in it and dropped it from his second story and then and then he at the end of it he cuts them in half the helmets in half and one of them is nice. just like literally like paper mache like it's like insane no. yeah it's really cool i have to send it to you but um but yeah it, it's a huge thing and and i bring this up because you know i've my dad and i've been painting helmets my whole life and His whole life. So we take apart a bunch of helmets all the time, you know, to get them painted, right? So you're paying good, you have a badass car that you just bought, you're paying good money to have a helmet painted, but your, our canvas is a $99 special from the local motorcycle shop, which was intended to, for an impact that's what, 20 miles an hour, 10 miles an hour? Like, (laughs) and it shows all riding motorcycles. Dude, I'm telling you, like, you take these things apart and you're just like, who like the, sometimes like the resin isn't even like hard. It's just, I mean, they don't mix it right. And the, the hair from the, you know, like the, the resin and all the mat and stuff. Like right. it's not even like in, it's bad. It's bad. So I don't, something to keep in mind people that, you know, maybe ask your helmet painter what your helmet looks like when it's all torn apart and they're, uh, they're dialing you in for next season
1: buy a decent helmet god dang it ain't that
0: hard there is that (laughs) there is i mean
1: we got we got you know uh, i'm i I use that line all the time i tell people all the time you know when they call up they're like hey i need a new helmet or i want a new helmet i need a new helmet i need a new helmet i'm like okay cool great what do you want what's the cheapest thing you got are you for real this no i'm not no uh uh-uh We don't sell cheap stuff. We sell good stuff so that if something happens, I don't have to worry about walking over and meeting your wife or your girlfriend and saying, man, I'm, I'm really sorry that you had a, uh, you know, a head trauma and you died from a brain bleed because you had a $99 special from odd lots. I mean, I, I don't know nothing against odd lots. I used to shop there all the time when I was in Chicago, but nonetheless, I'm just saying, don't, just don't do it. Take the time to care about yourself,
0: or care about your kids, or your wife, or whoever girlfriend. Like it, it's not only you; it's, it's the people around you. It's it's the people that you surround yourself with, your friends, and all that stuff. Like, I mean, it, it, like I said, this, every time we talk about this stuff, it just reminds me of like life lessons of being a toddler.
1: Oh man, I don't know. I guess we're just. Oh, hey, it almost feels like every time we get together and do a show that. We're standing on soapboxes. Do you think people are out there listening to us and they're going, man, I mean, these guys are racers. They must race with some knuckleheads because they sure are talking about a whole lot of things that we consider common sense.
0: Just saying. Yeah, if you have uh, any comments, that's... We interrupt this broadcast to fix Cam's fuck up. The real email address is hate mail at racersandrentalcars.com. And now... Back to our regular program. If you would like to comment on anything that we have, that we would be happy to bring up in the next show. But I mean, safety is is such a you're going to get like we've said an ask for every seat and and an opinion. I love reading all the stuff on Facebook about about this oh. stuff. You know, here's the good thing about what we're talking about. If you don't like what we're talking about, you can t- push the off button and you don't
1: turn the channel
0: <laughs> yeah and then you can also reference everything that we've talked about before with social media and all this stuff like if you're out there like talking major shit on one of your competitors about how like they don't do something oh they don't wear their gloves or whatever the hell it is your sponsors are gonna see that so i mean maybe it's best you just watch from a distance <laughs> or read from a distance
1: you know here's the other thing how about this we'll take this angle let it let's make it like we're talking about investments, right? We're we're talking about racing costs money. Doesn't matter what it is. So, you know, and every sport has something. Like it's a claimer engine or you know, they it's a crate motor or whatever, and everybody's got rules and they wait, they're,
0: so you're telling me I hope I hope that you're going with you're gonna claim like at a race, if you want to claim somebody's rubber duck pajama pants <laughs> because that's well, what they wear in their car. <laughs> Okay, just right. So yeah, right. Uh,
1: yeah, no, but here, here's the th- So like there's rules, right? So like in top sportsman, and top dragster, you got to have like a dash 15 suit and you got to wear a head and neck restraint and you got to have shoes and you got to have gloves and you go somewhere like to like an outlaw track or whatever. And they go top sportsman and top dragster rules or, you know, you're a dirt track guy and you're like, you go to run open wheel modified event and they're like crate motor and you show up and you don't really have a crate motor It's a pseudo crate motor, but you get upset when somebody protests you because you don't meet the rules. When racers get upset, when a promoters or another racer that actually has all the right stuff says, hey, you need to go get a 15 suit. You can't race in that dash five. This ain't super comp. Oh, we're only going 450s." 50s. <laughs> it says top sportsman, top dragster rules. That's what it says. It doesn't say 450 rules. It says toss sportsman, Todd Dracks. You know, I mean, that's my other thing with it, is that I've invested in in my safety in the right equipment to follow the rules. And you're trying to be special so you don't have to? What what kind
0: of Well, I'm only going 450s, but you know, it'll it's Low still gonna crash. blow up the same if you go four sixties. <laughs> that's what right. that's what cracks me up.
1: Low speed crash, just saying. <laughs> yeah.
0: Low speed
1: I, crash. Golly. But, the, I, you know, we don't want to harp on the safety too much. But yeah. at the same time, I don't ever like to see somebody get hurt.
0: All and I'm saying is I've been on fire before and it's not fun. I don't recommend I've, it.
1: I've hit the wall before. And it's a matter that it's not a matter of if it's going to happen. It's a matter of when it's going to happen. And you don't even have to be going fast. Where were we, I think we were in St. Louis this year. We had three accidents in St. Louis. In in sportsman classes, not not the pros going off into the sand trap and and blowing stuff up and shoot failures and stuff, sportsman level guys. Hey man, guys, all
0: that sucks too. I'm just saying.
1: Uh, you know, I don't. It's the only time I get to see the beaches when I'm at the racetrack. <laughs> oh, but here I am. But no, seriously, everybody everybody needs to pay attention, take their stuff seriously. I don't care if you're Saturday night bull racing, or outlaw Jimmy Johnson it, or you know. At wherever you are give a crap you know what I mean well what, here, here's
0: something to think about you got all you know street outlaws is the rage now right when that show first started first started you know they were wearing okay they were wearing a helmet whatever but now if you watch the show they're wearing full freaking fire suits you know head and neck supports or a neck brace or something you know it it's kind of kind of funny oh and look how much faster the cars are so I mean they're obviously learning and and you want to probably know why all that's happening is because Discovery Channel or whoever the hell is a producer for all that has a insurance policy <laughs> that is requiring all of that. Fact.
1: That's yep. exactly right cuz they're going, "Ah, yeah, you're not because they, you know, hey guys, this show's an investment, it's making money. We got to protect our investment. You guys start wearing fire suits." one of these intakes are going to explode here on the starting line with a nitrous backfire and it's going to hurt somebody just saying.
0: Mm-hmm. Agreed. No, it's, ah. I mean, it is what it is, but yeah, I just, I thought this would be something good to discuss cause I'm sure it'll, it'll get people in the off season here kind of riled up, which will be cool. You know, you can always feel free to tag us on our Facebook or Instagram or whatever. And, or like I said, hate, hate mail at uh, racepack.com. You can, uh, you know <laughs> uh, hate mail at race yeah, I totally screwed that up didn't i we interrupt this broadcast to fix cam's fuck up the real email address is hate mail at racers and rental and now back to our regular program
1: that's all right i want to see your inbox here i'll give you i'll give everybody your email address let them fill up your inbox yeah but i anyway. should probably
0: i should probably uh i should i should make that that'd be pretty funny
1: hate mail at racepack.com yeah yeah well, you know people are going to fill up our inbox for, with haters about us. We need to be quiet. Don't worry about what they're doing. And that's cool. I need something to read during the other moments in my day when I get peace and quiet, typically with uh, porcelain uh, <laughs> items near me. So, yeah, fill it they up. They don't print Gotta National
0: keep... Dragster anymore, so you need something to read.
1: Got to have something to read. That that That's it. Fill it up. Fill it up. No matter what, it's the off-season, and we're going to have plenty to talk about because I don't know how many weeks we got. I think I got like 17, 18 weeks, so that ought to be a, a enough soapbox stuff in there in the next 17 to 18 weeks to fire people up. But uh, Yeah, see what you can dig yourself. up in the trenches. <laughs> right. Yeah, and fill our inbox up with it. Yeah. But no matter what, take care of yourself. That way you can be around for your family, your kids, your grandkids um the bill collectors from your ex-wife or ex-husband whatever the case may be Gotta we all keep out, everybody payments. make that payment baby make that payment
0: make all that i own. can cool. i'm done thank you sir we will uh see you next week and as usual we wanted to thank voice america for letting us do this racepack.com and dragstersforsale.com and if anybody else would like to join in on that you just let us know
1: we'll oh be- yeah because we got room We got room.
0: (laughs) We got all kinds of cars that can also add to the flavor. So, absolutely. We'll see see you soon. Later. See you.